Welcome to Advent. But there's a problem. There's a problem in Advent because uh, we, we can't really decide what the color of Advent should be. Should it be purple or should it be blue? Purple is the color of penitence, and blue is the color of hope. Now, lest you think that St. Timothy's hasn't been confused about this for a long time, I point to the pyramids, which are both purple and blue. A few years ago, when I was at Bethel and Cupertino, there were a group of pastors around Cupertino that decided that they were going to try something new for Advent. Uh, Joe, they decided that they weren't going to fight Home Depot, uh, and they were going to just shift Advent forward by taking away some of those extra Sundays in Pentecost that really didn't seem to mean much. And so they, they did Christ the King Sunday early, and they did the, the Sundays of Advent before Thanksgiving. Brilliant, or not. Um, but as they debated how they were going to pull this off, uh, they were looking at the various texts assigned for the Sundays in Advent, and one of the things they decided was they didn't really need two Sundays on John the Baptist preaching about repentance. One would be more than enough. And so they decided they only needed three Sundays in Advent. Purple is the penitential color. It, it's a reminder that, that Advent is a time of repentance. But there's an interesting problem when it comes to this question of repentance. You see, at that point in time, one of the things that was being debated in the church was whether or not it was really a good idea to have a confession every week. As a matter of fact, if you look at the Lutheran Book of Worship, the green books before you in the pews, one of the things you'll discover is that the brief order of confession and forgiveness is not a part of the communion service. Rather, it is an extra let me rephrase, it is optional. Because they didn't want to start church with such a negative idea as repentance. Well, let me tell you something. Repentance is not a negative idea when you know about Jesus. Repentance is not a negative idea when you know that Christ came as the Paschal Lamb, that, that Jesus died for our forgiveness, and that we can be covered in the blood of Christ and know that God desires and is ready and willing to forgive us when we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just and will forgive us from all unrighteousness. Repentance is actually the gift of God that leads us into the right relationship that we can have with him through Jesus. It is, in fact, hope that leads us to repentance because we know God's desire to forgive us in and through Jesus Christ. The Messiah came. 
and will come again. And taking time to repent reminds us of God's incredible love and faithfulness to forgive us. And so we come to repentance gladly knowing of the goodness of God. Purple is a good symbol of the hope that we have in Jesus. And so this first Sunday of Advent, we look at Advent hope. Now the word Advent literally in Latin means come into. And so we remember that we are in this in-between time, this in-between time because Jesus actually came, the Messiah came into the world and will come again, and we're in the in-between time. And so we know the promise of God has already been fulfilled in Christ and will be fulfilled again as Christ comes again. This Messiah idea is actually an idea that existed throughout biblical times. Really from the time of David onward, the people of Israel were waiting for the Messiah to come. And even today we wait for the Messiah to come again. Well, I think by now most of you are aware that I am often identified as a type A person. And so waiting is not exactly what I look forward to in life. But before I move to that idea of waiting, I want us to understand something else that was happening in the Old Testament that was a part of this waiting. Waiting for the Messiah was not only the people of Israel, but in fact, Isaiah reminds us that the people's we're looking to Jerusalem for that same Messiah. In the Bible, there's a word, peoples. Now, when I was younger, I had a really hard time with this because I was under the impression that people was already plural. And so you, you put an S on it. And a number of Bible readers, by the way, who would read from the lectern when they came to peoples would just say people because, you know, you don't need an S to make it plural. Unless you realize that the word peoples means people groups. It literally is talking about different nations and nationalities. And the, the word we have in this Old Testament lesson today wasn't a word for the people of Israel. It wasn't the people of Israel who, who said, we will, he will teach us his ways that we may walk in his paths. It was actually the peoples of the nations that said that Jesus, that, that the, the Lord would teach them his ways. The hope of the world was in the Messiah, and we waited for it. But I don't like to wait. As a matter of fact, you know, I sometimes get in trouble with people like Lunch Bunch and others when they're feeding a bunch of people and they put a table against the wall. And that means the table can only be served from one side. And so the line gets longer. I want two tables that are served from both sides so that we can 
get through without having to wait in line. As a matter of fact, you also probably know that I am a graduate of Azusa Pacific University. And one of the great things about the University of Azusa Pacific University is, is the way they serve food in their cafeteria. It's called the scramble system. And it's really funny to watch the freshmen line up the first day in the cafeteria and all of the upperclassmen, and by upperclassmen I mean sophomores on up, just walk right past them. It's a scramble system to get food. There's no lines, thanks be to God. <laughs> Waiting often reveals my impatience. It often brings about a, a feeling of frustration in me, but that is not Advent waiting. Advent waiting is anticipatory. Advent waiting is waiting uh, in hope, waiting knowing that the God on whom we wait is faithful that he fulfills his promises, that he has already come to deal with the sin of the world and he will come again in glory to lead us into life everlasting. We wait in hopeful expectation and anticipation. Advent then is not simply a season of waiting, but for those of us for whom waiting is a curse word, we, we wait in anticipation. Advent is a season of anticipation. Looking forward to what God will do in our life, in our world, in the world's future, knowing our hope is rooted in Him. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Now I realize that, that you might think I'm taking this a little bit too far, but, but, but hear me as it relates to this waiting thing, right? Because we're in the in-between time, Jesus has come and will come again. So we wait, right? Is that, Joe, did I say that right? No. There's more to it than that, isn't there? What, what else is true about the promise of the Messiah? Where is Jesus right now while we're waiting? Come on, folks. Where is Jesus right now? He's, he's here. He's, he's already with us. While we anticipate this great thing that God will do, we live in the midst of what God is already doing. God is already present in our lives. He, he is already active in our lives. And while there may be circumstances of challenge and circumstances of darkness, we are not left alone. God is with us guiding us. He is indeed a light present in the midst of our darkness. And so we live with anticipatory hope, even when the circumstances of our life are challenged and difficulty, because our hope is not in our circumstances. Our hope is in the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The text says in, Matthew, in Romans, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Often one of the things in our lives that will lead us into temptation is dissatisfaction. It's a feeling like we, we want something more that life isn't quite giving us. We, we, we look and we want more rather than focusing on God and what he has already done and is currently doing. We look at ourselves and we allow the selfishness, the, the desire uh, to come. One of the things we talked about uh, earlier was, was if, we're, if we're waiting for Christmas. Did you guys notice our youth director up here in the front? Would you like to stand? No, you wouldn't. She is wearing red and green. Do you know what red and green are? Christmas colors. And you know why she does that? Because she understands that Christmas is really a pushing together of the words Christ Mass. And that what Christmas really is, is the celebration of Christ's presence, his real presence for us, for the forgiveness of sin. So it's okay to celebrate Christmas every day because we're celebrating the presence of Christ who gave himself for us. And so in the midst of the struggle in darkness, whether we're talking about the late sunrise and the early sunset or whether we're talking about the very real struggles of life that our circumstances in these very moments might be bringing to us. And as we talk about putting on the armor of light and as we talk about letting the light of Christ shine through us, I want you to either look around for the people that are here today or just look around in your mind for the people who are St. Timothy's Lutheran Church. And I want you to think about some of the folks in this church who have suffered or who are suffering. And I want you to think about the light in their eyes. I want, to, I want you to recognize how often it's those very people who are giving themselves away in compassion and in caring and in encouragement for the people that are around them. They have indeed put on the armor of light. They are indeed trusting in the light of Christ in the midst of the darkness of circumstances because those promises are very real. And so we in this season and in every season of darkness let the light of Christ shine in us and through us. I don't know about you, but there are times when I'm having a hard time when I'd really rather you didn't know it. Can anybody relate to that? But what I want to say to you 
is that when people know you're going through a hard time, but you're asking God for strength. When people know you're going through a dark season, but they know you're leading, leaning on Christ for light. When people know that you've been through something difficult, but now you're using that difficulty to comfort someone else in your life. That is a testimony to our Lord Jesus and his presence with us. I often struggled with this phrase that has now come to mean something new to me, that we are to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it was going back to that repentance thing at the beginning. It was that idea that I had for when we come into judgment. I was very grateful that when I come before God and judgment, I get to clothe myself with Christ. That, that what God is going to give to me in that moment is what Jesus deserves. Amen? Because Jesus has taken what I deserve. And so to clothe myself with Christ in the presence of God and be covered by him is an awesome gift. But I don't think that's what this text is talking about. I think what this text is talking about is in the presence of others to clothe ourselves with Christ. To bear and bear witness to the forgiveness we have in Christ. To show forth our knowledge of the promise of God that is in Jesus for us and for others. When we put on Christ, we put on his love, his mercy. When we put on Christ, we let his light shine even in our own darkness so that others too may join us to experience the light of Christ. This Advent season, may you put on Christ his light, his strength, his promise, his encouragement as you journey through each day. And the putting on of Christ, by the way, is a daily thing. Not only because we need it every day, but because every day brings challenges that we cannot anticipate, but God knows full well. Listen to this phrase. God takes what the enemy meant for your bad and turns it for your good. It wasn't a setback, but a setup. Wait and see what God is getting ready to do for you. You see, brothers and sisters in Christ, we don't just wait for eternity to start. We don't just wait for the second coming. We recognize the presence and the hope of Christ in our lives right now, and we wait to see how God is showing up in each moment of every day. We anticipate that we are not alone and that he walks with us. We anticipate that in our weakness, he is strong. We anticipate that in the darkness of our lives and our journey, his light will shine so that we can be a people of anticipatory hope, so that we can be a people of hope and joy because we focus and know that our hope is in the Lord. 
And as the band comes out and begins to play, we're going to remember in this journey that, that Jesus is, for us this very day, a way maker. Amen? Please stand.